This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place, and we've been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida for 99 years. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett, and it's a pleasure to be here this morning. You know, this program is called Mission Possible, the good news program. And that's what we want to have on this program is good news. In the world, you're hearing all sorts of uncertainty and bad news and killings and pandemics and wars, and it can get very depressing. And I guess some people are just addicted to their phone and to their news outlets and to their apps, and they see the things going on. It's very depressing. When you talk to people, you can tell that. So this program is for to uplift you and inspire you. We're going to have great guests today. You're going to hear a great testimony, and you're going to find out ways that you can help those in the greatest of need. You know, when you're going through the cities of either Broward or Miami, you'll see homeless on the corners begging. You'll see homeless maybe sleeping on a bench. You may see somebody in a mall or by a gas station, and you'll see people begging, and you say, oh, man, these people are begging. If they can beg, they can certainly get a job. Why are they on the streets? And and you don't know the rest of the story. Behind every single homeless person, men, woman, or child that you see, there's a story behind that. And yes, people can stand up and beg, but you don't know if they don't, if they have a mental illness or an addiction problem. Maybe they're begging to get drugs, or maybe they're just mentally ill, or maybe there's a combination. And we're seeing more and more people suffering from mental illness, uh, in the homeless population that we've ever seen before. I've been doing this for 30 years. In the last five to six years, it's just been an increase of people, not so much the, the person that's using drugs, uh, or the person that's getting high on uh, maybe uh, they're, they're alcoholics. We're talking about people that have mental health issues. And then along with that, they're also using, and we don't know, and, and professionals don't know, did the mental illness cause the drug addiction or did the drug addiction lead to a mental illness? And if they're together, that's even that's even more difficult. So you may see someone begging on the street or sleeping on a bus bench. Uh, yes, maybe they could get a job, but they have problems that they can't keep that job and that's why they are on the street and that's what we're all about we've been doing it for 99 years like i've said i've been here for 30 years uh we're helping people uh right where they are and one of the ways we help them the most is to just offer a good meal we have a meal program in miami that serves about 200 people every single day and in Broward, we have our programs where people come in and many times when they come in, they, they're looking for shelter and, and something to eat. They're not there to stay long. <laughs> and in both of our centers, they, they're there to, to get what they need, get a shower, get a change of clothes and get some food and they get healthier a little bit and then they're back out on the street. You know, that's what, uh, that's what they want to do. But when they get into our centers, they find out that our staff and our volunteers are very compassionate. Uh, yes, we're going to hold people accountable. There's a way that people can break that cycle of homelessness. We have classes for addictions. We have groups. We have counseling sessions. We have uh, training sessions, computer literacy, uh, how to get a job, how to keep a job, 
how to do your budgeting, all those things that will help a person become successful. And you know something? We cannot do it without the support of our community. Right now, uh, in the fall, we have our Pack the Pantry Food Drive. And I've said it, and, I'm, and I'll say it, I guess, until I leave here. Hope often begins with a meal. I've seen it happen over and over again. People come to get them some food. We start befriending them. And then they say, you know something? I'm ready to take the next step. You can help us with our Pack the Pantry food drive. Go to caringplace.org slash pantry. That's caringplace.org slash pantry. Uh, we'll send you out, if you like, some old-fashioned paper bags. You don't need them to do a food drive, but it's kind of cool. You'll see all the uh, um, ingredients that we want in the bag, you know, non-perishables. So we're asking you to go to your local supermarket or place where you shop and look for the BOGOs. You know, they they all have them. Buy one, get one free. So if you see some a can of beans for yourself that's on sale there, get a can of beans for someone who's homeless. And you well, you, you collect those items, and then you take those bags, and you bring them to one of our many drop-off uh, centers. If you're ambitious, like many people are, we have our faith partners, our uh, businesses, schools, uh, kids get involved. You can get boxes out there. We'll put flyers, and you can get the flyers from us, put the flyers on the boxes, fill up those boxes, and then we will come out and pick those items up. And we'll be very happy to do that. And we'll use those items not only in the fall. We'll hope that that will carry us over into the into the winter months as well. And uh, that is just a great way to, to you can volunteer without actually coming into one of our centers. Another way you can help us with our food drives, of course, is by by cash. We need financial help, and so you can go to caringplace.org/hope. That's caringplace.org/hope. Uh, and again, for $2.10, you can provide a meal and not just a, uh, some soup and a crusty piece of bread. I mean, a really good meal. And uh, the way that we can do that is because we have our food drives and then we have our volunteers that come in to help prepare the meal. So they'll be slicing and dicing and opening up cans. And then we have servers that come out and then we have people in our program that are helping to clean up and, 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 and help take the garbage out and, you know, mop the floors and everything. So that's why we can keep the cost down to $2.10. I would imagine without all that, it'd be five or $6 a meal. Uh, but we are very blessed to have people come alongside of us and help us with that. You know, during this month of October, it's, it's the domestic violence month. It's, it's breast cancer awareness month. And we have some great events going on for our women. You know, when our women come to us, we have single women, but many women come to us fleeing domestic violence. And so they'll have children. Even some women will come to us with a couple kids and have a, have a child that they're, that's, um, in their, in their stomach. You know, they're, they're pregnant and they'll come to us and we need to help them right where they are. They just carry what they could bring with them. Sometimes they don't even have diapers for the kids. They have no clothing for the children or for themselves. And all of that's going to be supplied. And so we have two wonderful focus groups. We call them focus groups. One is called Girlfriends for Girlfriends and one is uh, Cover Girls. And both of these groups are groups of women that have come alongside of us to help these women right where they are. The Cover Girls are mentors to the women. They help them while they're in the program. And so they'll come to them. Uh, they'll help them shop for business attire, uh, help them get a job, uh, just be a friend to them sometimes, a coach. And then we have our Girlfriends for Girlfriends, which are more involved in housing to provide affordable housing. So both of these focus groups during this Domestic Violence Month and, and Cancer Awareness Month 
We're having uh, two great events. The first one's October 23rd, just a, a week or so away, and that's called Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's a movie. It's going to be an outside event. It's going to be at our church property located at 700 Northwest 175th Street. But you can find out more by going to caringplace.org slash breakfast. That's caringplace.org slash breakfast. It's October 23rd. It's going to be in the evening time from 6 to like 9 o'clock at night. Uh, you can get your tickets there. And, of course, all the funds that we receive from this is going to help us with our women. This is for our Breakfast at Tiffany's Cover Girls event. So this is for our mentoring group. Then the following Saturday, we're going to have Tea Time with God. This is a Girlfriends for Girlfriends event. And this is a, going to be a video conference. Uh, again, we're following all the precautions, uh, the COVID precautions, so that people stay safe and healthy. But we have a video conference called Tea Time with God. You can go to caringplace.org slash tea time. That's caringplace.org slash tea time to find out how you can get your tickets for that. It's going to be a wonderful uh, Zoom event, a video event. We did one last year. The uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's is an outdoor. You can bring your car, bring a lawn chair, enjoy the, the movie, and hear some testimonies and change lives. And again, both of these events are going to help our women and children in our centers in Miami and Broward. It's going to help them as they go in, when they're in the program, and then when they get out and seek affordable housing. You know, when they get out, by the way, the women will get together and they'll get all the household items they need, the toasters and the silverware, the plates, the cups and all that. And then we have our thrift store located 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue will help furnish their, their apartment or their new place. And that's really taking them from right when they come in, scared, frightened, uncertain about their future, helping them all the way through the process into where they get their housing and they're successful. And sometimes I run into these people and I get a great, great testimony. Well, God bless you. We have a tremendous show today. It's all about good news. So stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Well, once again, we're here interviewing people in the community that are making a difference. I'm Marilyn Brummett, and I am with Leah Navarro. And we're both interviewing a very special lady that both of us know for a very, very long time. Um, Elizabeth uh, Daniels. I was, might as well say the whole name, Elizabeth Daniels. And uh, Leanne, you have known her. She works many times, or volunteers, I should say, at our Broward Outreach Centers. And what would you say about Elizabeth before she starts talking? Only that she's amazing. And, and you know, she does it all, not only through our focus groups, which we're going to talk about it now, but also in the office, helping food service, teaching a class. Miss Elizabeth, thank you so much for doing everything that you do <laughs> well thank you for asking <laughs> well and it does seem like everything i mean we we really all we really consider you staff because you're you do so much i mean you're not just in one area you're like all over the place yes and we love that you teach classes uh and you help women and today we want to talk specially about girlfriends for girlfriends because you are one of the Girlfriends for Girlfriends that uh, focuses on safe and affordable housing for abused women and children. And this particular volunteer focus groups not only raises funding, but also we visit those graduates. So talk a little bit about, because I know you go out and visit graduates. Yes, what we do is um, take a housewarming uh, gift to the uh party that graduated from 
um, Miami Rescue. And um, when we present those gifts to them, um, they usually are not, uh, they don't have those items. And they're very appreciative. They're not old used items. They're brand new. And um, they are, they really enjoy getting something new. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helps them to uh, complete their uh, setup for their households and their children. And we bring toys to the children sometimes, too, according to what they need right. and make sure that it's a new item. And we do these house. We call them housewarming um, uh, presentations where we come in. We even sometimes bring in a little cake, an ice cream, <laughs> uh, to, just like we were giving a party or something like that. So it's really enjoyable. Um, I find it very rewarding because I really see the expressions on their face and um they have um they're you know they're just all around are appreciative of what we do for them yeah that's pretty amazing and i know you always go with another girlfriend right uh and and go to the home and i know during covid we've been very careful sometimes we'll leave it outside and you know maybe talk through the door used to go exactly. in the house mm-hmm. um and i know you pray with them and uh, encourage yeah. them and that's what we want to make sure our graduate women as they leave our programs that they remain empowered and they don't feel like they're lost because okay they graduate and everything's supposed to be hunky dory and then maybe you know they're still mm-hmm. they're still dealing with some things and, and once uh, what what we try to do is find out where they are i mean uh, in their uh, process of healing or whatever is going on in their lives mm-hmm. and then we take a take time to uh, discuss whatever situation it is. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, it is, um, it's like ministering. Yes, yes. It really is. Well, Girlfriends for Girlfriends, I'm going to go back here to Leanne because we are um, having our conference. This is Domestic Violence Month. This is October. And uh, Girlfriends for Girlfriends is doing their Tea Time with God Zoom conference. We did it last year, and it's going to be super wonderful this year. Leanne, what what... Tell us a little bit about it, that. It's really going. To, I mean, I remember the one from last year clearly, like if it happened yesterday. It was really beautiful. And this year, you guys are doing something very much like the one from last year with, with even more, right? Um, the guests that you're having speak, the giveaways that you guys are sending. The singer. The singer, the <laughs> performance that you guys are going to have. I mean, come in. I'm just I'm just going to say this. Come in empty and you're going to leave full, full oh. of hope. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, the actual theme of yes. tea time with God is my cup runneth over. Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even prep you for that. <laughs> Come in empty and you're going to leave with so overflow. much. Overflow. Yes, overflow. <laughs> and we send a box yes. of goodies. So when you get your tickets, $40. And the way you get it, go to caringplace.org slash tea time. That's caringplace dot org slash tea time the tickets are forty dollars and uh, i know that elizabeth is helping to pack the boxes the gift boxes that we're going to mail to you and so those gift That's boxes correct. are pretty great right elizabeth? right uh, especially the one that you did last year i yeah. had uh, i had my tea and everything yeah well this year they actually get a teacup <laughs> Okay. okay, with a girlfriends for girlfriends logo on it, and it's the p- most precious teacup and saucer you ever see. But this box is pot- 
packed full with so many items I can't even name it all uh, here on air. It's a surprise what you're getting. So forty dollars, you know, it's you're getting something back, and the Zoom conference is just going to be astounding. It's October thirtieth from ten a.m. to noon. So right. mark that on your calendar right now. We also have sponsorships available. A uh, hundred dollars is a tea bag sponsor. I know that sounds kind of funny, a teabag sponsor. <laughs> but you get two tickets, plus you get an extra item in your box. Yes. And then there's a $250 sponsor, and that you you get even more. Uh, there's a $500 sponsor, a $1,000 sponsor. Hey, listen, this money is going to help women, abused women coming out, um, graduating our programs that go into safe and affordable housing. Girlfriends for Girlfriend has already purchased a three-plex house, a four-plex house. Uh, we eventually will have another four-plex or more house. Uh, we're kind of in the process right now of doing that. But we want to make sure these women go into safe and affordable housing. And even if they don't go into Girlfriends for Girlfriends housing and they go into housing that we help them find, you still visit them, yes, right, Elizabeth? Yes, uh, we uh, do a compassionate call. Um, they may need something extra. Yes. Correct. And so um, we try to meet those needs for them, too. And they have a special need. Yeah. Sometimes they say, you know, like when we were going back to school, they needed backpacks. They needed, you know, and the mission was well, giving the out one, backpacks. The one that I went and visited mm-hmm. said she needed, she was uh raising her um, grandchildren. Mm. Wow. And she just didn't have the money for uh, clothes and I was so elated uh, to uh, be able to give her that okay. uh, for all five of those children. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. And the mission, many times we have those items, and I know Girlfriends for Girlfriends, they actually do housewarming parties where they actually ask the community to come in and help us uh, purchase those housewarming items that we're going to, as girlfriends, we go out there and then give to people. That's right. And what we see is appreciation. We don't see people saying, oh, give me, give me. No, 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 no. It's all appreciated. Yes. It's not yes. wasted. Because they know it's not just here, here's a gift. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. there's a touch point. You know, there's a prayer. There's a there's a follow up phone call. There's Except a text that makes sure. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And uh, one of my girlfriends have said uh, one of these ladies call her mom now. Oh, <laughs> that is special. Yeah. Now you, the thing is that we even have an Amazon list now. So if you want that link, give us a call. Yes, and where's the website to get your ticket, Leanne? www.caringplace.org forward slash Tea time. Yeah, so one ticket, $40, two tickets, uh, $80, but maybe be a tea bag sponsor and do $100, and we really would love that. Uh, whatever God lays on your heart, at least get your ticket. Listen, you don't have to appear anywhere to go to the conference. You just need to be on Zoom, and we're going to send you that link. So, Elizabeth, thank you for being a girlfriend for thank girlfriend. We you love you. You're an amazing one. We have lots of women who are girlfriends for girlfriends. We'd love for you to come help us. You can learn more by going to caringplace.org and if you want a ticket go to caringplace.org slash tea time thank you elizabeth thank you leanne thank you we'll be back in just a moment leanne navarro here the senior community development associate for the miami rescue mission and the broward Reach centers i have with us on the line today cynthia 
uh, Bell from Cynthia Bell Productions. She is the founder. Thank you for joining us, Cynthia. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to to speak to you all. I'm uh, doing fantastic. Cynthia, that's wonderful to hear. Thank you so much for all the donations that you drop off at our centers in Broward. You are amazing. We appreciate you and all of our donors. And I know that you want to get more involved. You want to do something for the kiddos in the center. You want to do like a reading time, which is so important, right? I mean, reading is so important for all the children um, in general, right? But the fact that you want to take the time and come and do that. I mean, I know we haven't met in person, but I cannot wait to meet you in person. Tell me about you and that idea. How did you come up with that idea of reading to the books and wanting to get more involved with that? Well, basically, um, being that I, I am a published author, I've written uh, uh, several several books, uh, four of them which are for children, and I just like to share uh, the stories that I have in those books because, you know, young kids, I still believe that, you know, uh, reading a book, turning a page is very vital. So I wanted to come out and share with, with the kids on, you know, learning different techniques about bullying and uh, becoming a productive uh, citizen, you know, advising them how they can uh, eat their vegetables, becoming just, just all around um, people, you know, growing up. So um, that's basically why I wanted to get involved with um, the organization to reach out to the kids and the families. And I do have books, too, for, for adults, for, for women, um, for all um, genres, all ages. So I just wanted to come on and share and just give insight and make someone happy, make someone smile, because I am animated when I do story time. <laughs> I don't know how I came about to doing that, but I become very animated with, with um, story time. That is so beautiful. You know, when I hear you speak about the children, and I know you're also a playwright and director, so I'm sure that's where the whole animation comes from, right? Um, but I love it because when you tell me you want to read to the children and tell them about vegetables and going through, you know, the bullying in school, which is so important to discuss with the children and tell them, you know, that's not okay to do, it's not okay to, to put up with it. And to me, that's all important things. And you are investing pretty much in the future, right? I mean, I, I love, love, love everything you're telling me. I cannot wait to introduce you to our Center for Women and Children. Uh, for you to do something like that, because um, it is important, right? You're doing important work in our community. So tell me about Cynthia Bale Productions. Um, Cynthia Bale Productions is a company that I formed back in 2007. Um, um, I'm a playwright. I do five uh, plays a year, but due to COVID, we had cut down. We haven't done a play in about almost two years, but we're looking to get in, get back into doing the plays. And uh, we did a play about Hooray for Cindy, I Don't Want to Be a Bully, you know, that was a very good play for, for young adults, young young juveniles. And um, being a play, you know, a playwright, it just, you get to tell a story. You get to tell your story, other stories, and stories within the society that's going to help and build us up. And pretty much Cynthia Bear Productions is a production company that is to educate, encourage, and to build up. That's I love what we're it. about. I love it. I love it. And uh, so these plays are coming back soon. I'm sure the pandemic hit you in, in unexpected ways. Um, I think it's been like that for everyone in our community, right? Everyone has had to uh, recreate and reinvent and, and, and kind of doing things in a different way, right? So if Absolutely. anybody, you know, our listeners, if they want to find you, if they want to know more about Cynthia Bell and Cynthia Bell Productions and this place, how can they find you? 
I am on YouTube. You can just um, do Cynthia Bell Productions. Um, you can Google me as well. I mean, I have a, uh, my, my site is Cynthia Bell Productions. I mean, you can, at gmail.com, you can send me information. I'm always looking for new actors, especially young actors, because, you know, there's so much, there's so much to learn, you know, taking directives and, and I'm all about that. That is but, so uh, wonderful. But you can contact me. Uh, like, I'm a, a lot of my projections are on YouTube. Right. And then, of course, your your website is CynthiaBaleProductions.com. Looking for new actors, young adult uh, actors. I love it, Cynthia. And Cynthia is C as in Charlie, Y, N, T, H, I, A, Bale, B-E-L-L, Productions. Dot com. And if you're driving, you couldn't get that information, please call me here at the Miami Rescue Mission. My name is Leanne, and I will give you all the information for Cynthia Bell Productions. Thank you for joining us, Cynthia. Continue the great work you're doing in our community. Well, once again, we are at that part in the program where we get to talk to people who are going through life change. And I have a wonderful man that's sitting across from me right now. His name is Kenneth. And Kenneth, can I say thank you for coming and even wanting to share your story. Well, thank you for having me here today. Hopefully this uh, story can help somebody because um, um, this is what I'm here for. Okay. okay, so let's go back in time and let's talk about your maybe early childhood and your upbringing and in, uh, into early adulthood. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, well, I'm, um, I was born in Cairo, Georgia, a little small place in Georgia, not too far from Tallahassee. And I was raised by my grandmother for the most part, living in Georgia. My grand, my mother had left Georgia and went to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And during that time, my grandmother raised my brother and myself. However, during that time, I ran into a bad situation. I walked into a molestation mm. on my brother from a family member. Mm. And on, from that point on, it created issues in my life as I... You know, grew older, teenage life, into a young adulthood. But for the most part, I had a beautiful parent. She was a single mother. She was a beautiful lady. And uh, she eventually remarried, had a wonderful stepfather who was great to myself and my brother. Mm -hmm. And we had a great, great life together. But uh, however, due to that incident, I know now that was a cause of me being rebellious and mm -hmm. feeling so much resentment in my life. And I grew up with a lot of anger, mm. so uh, that set me on my set me on a course that I know today that God didn't originally mm -hmm. design for me to have. Okay, so let's talk about that for just a moment. That anger, what did that lead you to? Well, the anger it created outlashing at people. I was a pretty much quiet person, easygoing person, mm -hmm. but at certain instances when being bothered or bullied by individuals. First of all, coming from Georgia and moving to the north, the accent was different. So there was a lot of times my brother and I, we had to defend ourselves because of the way we spoke. Mm. So that created problems. So that anger from that incident brought all that anger upon another person. And at the end of the day, it wasn't always a good result from it. Mm -hmm. And from that was sometimes being punished by our teachers in school for doing the things that we've done as far as fighting. Mm -hmm. and so then as you experience jobs and things like that, did that affect that? Well, see, now that, that's funny how that works because jobs and working with other people and other individuals, 
it was a way to be, say, being accepted because the type of work that I've done, I've been trained for, I'm a chef by trade, and being in that environment, I was around people, and I would get caught up in my work, so my work, along with the people where I was training people, it was a way of, it was somewhat comforting to release that pain mm. but by me doing the type of work that I was doing. And being up under the type of work and the quantity of food, I worked at one of the largest hospitals in the United States, Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit. So we had to prepare 5,000 meals per day. Wow. So that kept us busy. And also at the quality of work we had to do, that kept me in my work. So that now, didn't show up, the anger part. Now, where did you find yourself going off track? When I found myself going off track, I didn't think it was going off track. It was like 13, 12 or 13 years old. My parents had bought a nice home in Detroit, and we had a full basement, and we had a full bar. And in the mornings before I go to school, I would take a shot of liquor and, and go to school. And then at my age, 13, 14 years old, I was tall for my age. I was able to buy beer in the afternoon. So I didn't really think that was going off track. Well, I believe I went off track as when I went to the military in 82. Mm -hmm. And then alcohol and drugs was on the base at an alarming rate. Mm. And so to fit in with the other crowd and, you know, being part of the crowd, I wanted to fit in, of course. So that's when I believe I, my, my okay, problem Kenneth, started. We're going to take a short break, and I'm going to ask everybody that's listening to the story, let's stay with us, and we'll be back in just a moment with more of Kenneth's story. Well, once again, we're back with Kenneth. He is telling his story. He was just at that point where he talked about uh, the military and actually being introduced, uh, unfortunately, to alcohol and drugs. So let's pick it up right there, Kenneth. Yes, okay. And after I served my time in the military, I continued to dabble and drink and do some drugs. But I eventually met a beautiful young lady, and we ended up having a child together. And I enrolled myself in school. And two years and three months after going to school, the day I graduated, the very next morning, she asked me to leave her home, stating that, you know, she seen that the relationship wasn't going anywhere. And that really blew me away. And so I left the home and I became homeless. And during the process, I met another woman and we was married a year and 10 months. And prior to this, I had went to Detroit, Michigan to bury my father, came back home and stuck my key in the door. And she had done changed all the locks on the door and she had wanted a divorce. And the police had to come out to the house and she accused me of had that had done hit her and they accused me of domestic violence. So I immediately had to leave the house. And that day with everything I may have knew about not drinking anymore, I went up and started drinking again that day. So uh, let me just reiterate this because this really, man, it must hurt. I mean, twice now, it seems like in your life, you try to do the right thing. You go to college, you work really hard. But what happens is in the relationship suffers. Uh, so the day that you graduate, get your degree, then the next morning you find out that you have no place to live. So you become a college graduate and homeless within 24 hours. This is correct. And the funny is this sound because the person, you know, she was well educated in the computer field. I went to school for computer electronic engineering technology. OK, so I went to school for that. And then the second young lady, I was working two jobs trying to get us debt free. I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing here, people. So. 
I was working hard, but as I realized now that, okay, well, something was missing at home, and I guess it was me at the end of the day. So eventually when I became homeless, I um, started sleeping in my car. I slept in my car for approximately three to four months. And someone told me about a place called the Miami Rescue Mission, and I finally found the place because I'm not from Miami. I'm from another place up north. And I found the place, so I sat outside my car, and during the time I sat in my car, there were young men I would, would see come and go, and they started speaking to me, and they came and ministered to me while I'm in the car, and they started telling me about the program. And then one thing that they told me was that I had a vehicle that I wouldn't be able to have my vehicle there for whatever reason. So I said, okay. So I sat in my car and I prayed to God one night and, and I got to counting. Once I got to about 17 vehicles that I've owned, I surrendered. And that's what when I, the next day. In other words, God was saying to you, if you only have to surrender this one thing, the car, yes. uh, to get your life back on track and changed, is that too much to ask? And you know what? That's exactly the way I felt that night because it was saying, I don't, you don't had all this in the past. Why is this one here so particular, <laughs> particular to you? And look what you can have. Look at these young men that's coming and going and they're standing around in a circle and praying out to God on a, every week I would see them stand outside and pray in a circle to God. I'd never seen this type of atmosphere before. And it was a yearning for me to, ha- it was an emptiness in me, first of all, that like I've never had before in my life. As I said, I was working two jobs. I left those two jobs and went back and worked two other jobs since that time at the, at two other locations simultaneously. So work wasn't the issue. It was an emptiness me, an emptiness in me, and it was a lack of God in me. And finally I decided to come inside of the door on a Monday morning. I surrendered at the door. And what kept me at the Miami Rescue Mission for this time, I've been there all oh, nine months going on. Yeah, nine months, the 17th. What kept me was the confirmations. I would be in the back or talking to some fellow brothers inside of the facility. And what we'd be talking about within 15 minutes or so, a half hour, we would have a minister and would minister exact same thing. And that was just too much coincidence for me to understand. Then I had a minister to come in one night and explain the difference between the spirit and the flesh. And when that happened, it seemed like my light bulb went out, went off inside of me. So I've been there ever since. Kenneth, I really hate stopping you because you are amazing. And I want to hear more. But we'll have you back to tell more of your story. Okay. So, Kenneth, that is absolutely wonderful. Please pray for our men and women as they come into the mission, as God touches their lives. And changes them. God bless you for sharing your story. Wow, what a great testimony from Ken. And you know, that's what it's really all about in our centers in Miami and in Broward. We're serving hundreds and hundreds of people uh, every month, thousands during the course of a year. And it's all about a changed life. And here is Ken. And so many people come in just like Ken, uh, uncertain, they're broken. Um, they don't think they have a future, but as they go and they progress and they start seeing that they can do things, then they start wanting to do more things. And that's when people get that, the light goes on in their in their mind saying, you know something, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be successful. I'm not going to listen to my old tapes of I'm a bum, I'm no good, I'm 
Uh, I'm a drunk. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a prostitute. I'm not listening to that anymore. I'm, I'm a creature that was created by God, and I and He has a plan for me. And I'm going to make something out of my life, and I'm going to break the cycle of homelessness, and I'm do the best I can to be the best parent or friend or son or daughter uh, that I can be. And and that's really a true statement. Uh, you see it over and over and over again. And one way you can help us, uh, one of the greatest things that we do is to feed people, provide meals. Uh, and we do it for outside people in Miami, but we also have uh, close to 500 men, women, and children in our centers, and we want to feed them. But that really is a way to befriend people. Somebody comes into the program. Let's say somebody comes off the street, and their 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 mindset is, I'm not coming in there to stay long. I just want to get some food. I want to get a place to stay, You know, get some shelter, get out of the hot uh hot weather i want to get some clothing i know these guys will give me some clothing then i'll wait for my check and i'll get out of here and they'll come in but then they'll not only getting food and shelter but now they're seeing people that really care about them (laughs) they're not judging them they're not putting them down yes there's accountability and responsibilities uh, but people are really want them to be a better person and and that sinks in you know that's that's that befriending period and once that sinks in they say you know they think about a lot about me maybe i should start thinking a lot about myself and that's the process and again you can help us with our with our meal program by by being a partner being a volunteer in our pack the pantry food drive that we're having this fall we're going to serve over 250,000 meals during the last few months of the year we have thanksgiving coming up and christmas and other holidays and events that we're going to be doing and we need your help uh, it's very successful. Last year was a little different because uh, of COVID was in full full swing. We do have COVID now, but we had to figure out different ways to get the food to us. So you can go to our website at caringplace.org slash pantry. That's caringplace.org slash pantry. And you'll see a, a brown paper bags we can send to you, the old-fashioned brown paper bags uh, that we like to have uh, non-perishable put inside of them. You know, get four or five of them, pass them out to your friends. If you're really ambitious, like some of our uh, great donors are, you can get a box and put them in your place of work or put it in your condominium. And then we have our faith partners that are getting involved with us. And we'll come out and pick those boxes up. If you're doing just a couple bags, you, we have uh, drop-off locations at that caring place org slash pantry site and you'll see where to drop off your 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 canned goods and again this goes such a long way to help us meet our goals of serving that 250,000 meals and just helping people in great need there's two other events this is the october's domestic violence month and, and cancer awareness month for women but we have two wonderful events to help our women and children in our centers most of them are fleeing domestic violence uh, the first one is at breakfast at tiffany's that's on october 23rd uh, just a little while ago, a while to go uh, this is going to be a movie uh the movie is Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's going to be held at 6 o'clock in the evening at our church property. It's outside. Both of these events that I'm going to tell you about, are we're doing them with precaution and safety in mind. And then the second one is called Tea Time with God. This is for our Girlfriends for Girlfriends group. This is a video conference where you can be inspired. So the first one's called Breakfast at Tiffany's. You can go to caringplace.org slash breakfast. And the next one is Tea Time with God. That's caringplace.org slash tea time. So many ways 
to help people and to have some fun in the meantime. Well, God bless you. I pray that you've been inspired today and uplifted. And that's what this program is all about is good news. So again, God bless you. And tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.